We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 74, the It's a Typical July. I'm Rando. And I'm Corey. And yes, Corey is back. I am back. Yes. And I didn't really go far. No. <laughs> but uh, you weren't here last week. We you had know. Brad, and Brad did a great job. That's great. But uh, I know what you were doing. You were moving and shaking. And I was still shaking. moving today, up until about an hour, uh, 15 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're uh, recording this a little late tonight. We are. But... Uh, yeah, but you guys don't know that in podcast land because it'll just come out. <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, yeah, do you have everything moved? I, as of today, yes. Congratulations! It's amazing. It's amazing. An amazing feeling. I, I, I have a storage building uh, unit uh-huh. filled to the max because our ho- our old house was a lot bigger than our new house. So, oh, so you got to get a you had to get a storage unit. Yeah, we oh, needed one anyway because the garage over there was full, and that's what I was working on today. Because I couldn't really park in the garage over there. It was a huge garage, and I just stuck stuff in it and stuck stuff in it. And <laughs> yeah. I knew I'd regret that someday. Well, th- that happens. I, I, I know. You know, I know I mean, somebody else's garage that's full. Well, uh, yes, but don't blame me for that. Blame my <laughs> wife for that. She she wanted to carry all just. Well, it started out as the man cave because I had right. my, my tool bench, I had all the things, and then it's like, well, let's put that in the garage. Well, let's put that in the garage. Yeah, hey, exactly. you know, let's put that in the garage. And now I can barely walk through the garage, so I've got to go through <laughs> all that. I don't think half of mine is going to a storage unit. I think mm-hmm. half of mine is going to the uh, Branson dump. Well, <laughs> three quarters of mine went there today. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to have to... to uh, borrow your truck or something because I all I have is a car now. Well, I rented a U-Haul today. Oh, shoot. $70. Shoot. That's what I should have done. Yeah. If I had known that, I would have said, Corey, back, back up to my place. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're you're back now and I'm really, really tired. Uh, last week we talked about uh, me going to a Hughes Brothers road trip, went to see my friend Caroline, who's my cohort in the children's theater. It was her birthday on Thursday. Well, cool. Now, how do you know her from from, from children's theater from Actually, Springfield? Or, I or, knew you know, her. From, you, you worked in St. Louis too, right? Yeah, but see, I knew her back in like 1980 when I was oh, doing wow. the pageant scene because I was like a featured performer in all like the Miss. You know, Springfield, it was Miss Lebanon. That's where I met her is Miss Lebanon. Oh, She's from okay. Lebanon. And the Miss This and Miss whatever. I mean, I, I hooked up with this guy uh, who's the director of the Missouri chapters. And so I would go and play for the contestants and then be the featured performer. And I think cool. I was 17 or 18 at that point. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But what uh, what we talked about last week on the podcast, Caroline said uh, she just sprung on me. It's like, you know... She said, we're going kayaking because every year on my birthday, I'm going kayaking. And well, how went, did that work out? Uh, well, I got all excited. Let me tell you this. I got all excited. I watched a week full of YouTube videos because <laughs> I've never kayaked before. I haven't either. I always wanted to, though. Yeah. And Thursday, we were going to go, and I arrived in St. Louis Wednesday night. And she said, well, what time does it does it open? Because it used to open at sunrise, and but now it's a little bit later. So I went to the website and guess what it said? Uh, I'm not sure. Closed due to rising water. The Missouri and the Mississippi are flooding. The place was closed. We didn't go kayaking. <laughs> it might be closed all summer then, if you think about it. I mean, because that, that whole area is flooded and high. high yeah, water. well, it's Creve Coeur Lake, so it, it's off. It's just off of the Missouri. I'm not sure how that 
was all set up over there. Uh, yeah, me either. But they did say hopefully this week by Wednesday or Thursday they will probably be back open again. Oh, good. Yeah. So I did not go a kayaking. So she needs to come down here and kayak, Tenny. Come on, you know. Oh, that would be fun. It's a lot cooler because that water's cold. You know, fifty-five degrees year-round. Oh, Tenny, come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what did, you need to do is come. You should have came when the uh, gates were open at the dam last week and cruised right along. There we haven't had to do anything. There have been people. <laughs> there have been people kayak from 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 the dam from Table Rock Dam mm-hmm. all the way to Powerside Dam, which isn't that far. I've canoed, but not kayaked. Yeah, it's not that far, and it, it sure helps if there's a current, you know. Well, let me tell you, if there's no current, it's 13 hours. I can guarantee <laughs> you that. I told that story before. I did it with my buddy John. Wow. You remember that one? No. We put I, in at I, six o'clock. I, I think I remember you telling me about that. One yeah, time. yeah. We we're supposed to put in at six o'clock at the bottom of Table Rock, and they'll blow the horn and let all the all the water out. And we won't have to do anything except steer. And they blew the horn, and then no water came out. So, <laughs> so 13 hours later, uh, and dusk. I mean, literally. There was just an inkling of light on the horizon. Wow. We arrived at Powerside. Sunburnt and just warm. The motor out. helps, you know, for that. Well, you can get there real fast with a motor. Hey, I'm cool. You can stop with at the Rockaway motor. Beach for some pizza at the pizza cell. Give me a boat with a motor. I'm there. Yeah. Right. But not little, little paddles. And he wanted to do it, so he ended up paddling most of the time. It's like, you want to do this, and you're dragging me along. But no, I'm glad I did it. I'm really glad I did it because uh, the bucket list and uh, <laughs> there, I'll there do it go. someday. Yeah, maybe we should do it, but I want yeah. a motor if we're going to do it. <laughs> the, oh, that wouldn't that be funny? The Storm Dark Cruise with Let, a canoe. Let's go rent us a boat at Scotty's Trout Dock. He he, write, he rents us boats and, and we'll put a line in and see what we can get. Yeah, that's and, Branson, though. I mean, we wouldn't go to Table Rock. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, Table Rock, and then go all the way. Well, it'll, it'll, it's Taney Como. Hey, I'm I'm good for some trout, man. Huh. We should go fishing. They're fun to catch. Hey, did you hear about that insane hailstorm down in Guadalajara? Well, oh my god, <laughs> that's that that that's like almost like a winter event. It was so deep. You know, well, they say like like a meter and a half or meter or right, something like that. I was like, right? Jeez. Well, a meter and a half is almost you know four or five feet. Four, deep. Yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, I mean, what I'm reading off of CNN, they said basically how it happened was low pressure extended uh, south from the U.S. and Mexico border, and it had been forecast. Uh, to contribute to developing storms along the boundary, separating the different air masses. This is CNN I'm reading from. It says, once these storms developed, all the ingredients came together uh, for there to be this strange hailstorm over Guadalajara. The result, accumulations of more than three feet of hail in some areas across the region. Now, it wasn't huge, like, damaging hail, I don't think. It was just accumulating hail. Yeah, but yeah, but have you seen the pictures? I mean, this the damage. Yeah. I mean, the, the the cars and everything was just. It, it was. Know, it was I, crazy. I, I've seen that happen a few times, and I just can't imagine ice in the summer like that. That would be something else. Yeah, I mean, and they called it ice. It, I mean, it was like yeah, they ice. Did. They did, which technically it is. Hail is right. ice, you yeah. know. But to be, yeah, and down. Okay, that's still in the northern northern hemisphere, so that's still summer. It would be still summer sure. down there and hot. Jeez, I can't imagine. I I wonder if they canceled school or if they even had school. Man, man, it's summer. <laughs> it's that's right. Well, summer school. You never know how it goes down there in Mexico. But what's happening here? Uh, it's kind of a you know happy July. By the way, it's July first. Yeah, can you today. believe that? Can you believe it's already July? July. Where's this? Where's this year going? I mean, we were just talking about, you know, meteorological summer, like, yesterday. And then now we're four podcasts later. It's, like, July. And it's pretty typical. We talked about last week that graphic that you sent from the Climate Prediction Center, a little bit below normal, uh, uh, below average. I'll say below average uh, temperature and above average in precipitation. And, I mean, the average high this time of year is about 85. So... We're a little bit above that. I mean, we're we're topping around 
89 or 90. Let's talk about temperature. I, I have a little tidbit of information. It's, it's about Denver, Colorado. Mm, okay. On Wednesday, Denver, Colorado hit 90 degrees for the first time all year. 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. This makes it the latest time the city has hit 90 degrees since 1982. The latest, so they've been yes. cooler. Okay, their average first ninety degrees is June tenth. Last year they hit ninety degrees on May tenth, and this year, last Wednesday, was the latest since nineteen eighty two. I thought that was pretty interesting. Interesting, because they've been getting snow still in Colorado. Oh, lately. I know, I know. So that's that's very interesting. You get up in the upper elevations, and, and it's he says Denver, so it's only yeah. a mile high, right? Wow. But, uh, yeah, they hit ninety finally, but it's the latest since eighty two. How? I mean, that's... well, maybe that's maybe that's a precursor to what's going to happen here because if they're hitting it late, maybe. I mean, we we just barely have had ninety degree days here, and then you know, a cold front will come through and knock us back down to the eighties, which the middle of July and August are the dog days. They're they're supposed to be way up there. Now. I will say, if anybody's even been remotely outside, and I know you have, <laughs> that heat index is way up there. I, uh, I've i had some problems with the heat index lately. It's been so humid this week. It's just, it, I, it just, you're sweating so much, and your body can't keep up with the... Well, it to, doesn't evaporate, to, so you right, just right, keep... Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and when you get a dew point... Up there in the middle 70s, it mm. feels sticky. And matter of fact, that's our weather school we're going to get. I, I wanted to bring that back Dew up. Dew point. Dew point, yes. And and uh, I was going to make, I, I've got ideas to make a couple more weather schools, but I've been gone all week on my road trip. Uh, and matter of fact, Carthage, Illinois, which is in western Illinois, uh, the cool thing, and I sent you pictures, as soon as I arrived there, uh, I arrived there with see the Friday about twelve forty five, and we had a sound check at one before the show later. And at twelve fifty, a severe storm <laughs> rolled through Carthage, and I was like, "Whoa!" And I sent you pictures of the of the clouds, which it looked like, you know, what we had here rolling through at one yeah, point. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. They, they had they had some watches out over there and a bunch of warnings. I was watching. I wasn't sure where Carthage was in Illinois, but but mm-hmm. but I was watching the the, the mornings on Illinois, in, in Illinois. But uh, Hancock knew, County, I that's where you it is. Were, you sent me some pictures, so I knew you were in the middle there somewhere. Yeah, and on Saturday, I looked there. We had a heat index of one oh four. We were in a heat advisory, and the dew point was seventy-seven degrees. That's unbearable. Walking from the dorm, which was across the street from the theater, just literally across the street, it was almost unbearable. You're just walking, and you know, I mean, you'll find out later what you know high dew points mean. But I mean, it's dew points rarely get over eighty degrees. Uh, that's when it's just you know you have hard time breathing. Uh, it's you know it's just so thick and soupy outside and, and hot you know to go mm-hmm. along with that and uh, yeah, uh, just just walking across. But little showers were all around us and we got a little couple little bitty weak outflow boundaries, so that kind of knocked us down to to eighty, which well, was okay. As you said, we're in July now, and you know July and August we get a lot of those. Pop-up showers and thunderstorms, and today was no different. We're in a pattern. Uh, we had more today than we have had in the... In, we've been having them all week, mm-hmm. and usually they're stationary. You know, they dumped a lot of rain over on Cassville the other day, uh, 6.1 inches. Oh, that's right, 45 yeah. minutes, and it caused crazy flooding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roaring River State Park had to be evacuated. Oh, it did? Yeah. So, oh, I missed that. Um and and that happens often, but when you get that much rain in that short of amount of time, it's unreal. And it's just like what happened in Anderson last Sunday. Uh, oh, and it, yeah, these things just yeah. dumped on there. Yeah, but I think it dumped on Cassville even quicker than than Anderson. But uh, well, we had a, a little severe uh, storm today over near Shell Knob. 
yeah, I noticed it. it just popped up, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Well, I mean, there's some little bear clinic or thermo, thermogenic zone right there, uh, southern Missouri, right on that Arkansas border. There was and, more to them today than there normally was. I mean, yeah. well, I saw some great lightning and some great clouds. So, I mean, we had, I picked up a quarter of an inch of rain. It wasn't like some people got seven tenths of an inch of rain, like over near, uh, where was it? Cape Fair and Blue mm-hmm. Eye. Oh, Blue Eye. Boy, they got dumb. I saw Blue they Eye. got like an inch and a half over near somewhere yeah. over there. Yeah. I think it was Deanna who who who, uh, who sent us that thing. And it's like a little over an inch and a half out of that one cell. And I said, well, I messaged her back and said, well, just hang on because there's a lot more coming. So I'm curious of what her um, total amount was today. But they are. Uh... I, I, it was thundering pretty good. I took my son to work. He works at the track, and they shut it all down for a while while the lightning came through. So Nice. Yeah, and I heard, uh, I, I mean, I was sitting here, and, and I heard thunder. It's like, oh, time to change the forecast pick. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, as soon as that, like two minutes afterwards, I you know, it came up with a thunderstorm. Then I saw all that stuff that was just getting ready to go through it the lakes. It blew up pretty, pretty good. It pretty much pretty exploded, fast. yeah. And we always issue those lake alerts. Yeah, That's I don't want to do wanted. it too much, but well, when you got it's lightning important and wind, when you have a storm go over the lake. That's not severe criteria, so you may not get a warning on your phone. Mm-hmm. I think it's wise that you have a lake alert. And people seem to agree. Do you know how many shares those get every time we post? Well, and I'm glad. They yes. are, they they get more shares than anything. Dozens and, and I'm dozens. I'm not sure why exactly. Well, I think because people have friends out on the lake. This is true. That, that they're trying to get to them. I mean, I mean, they do. They do the tag. Uh, what what's Facebook call that? Where you enter their tag name in the comments, and it goes to yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, if you're now, if it's just a shower or there's no threat of lightning, we're not gonna. That'd be silly. We're to gonna look at in. wind, hail, and lightning. Right. Lightning is a biggie for us when it's going over the lake. We're gonna issue a lake and alert. wind. And wind, if you get some 50-mile-an-hour winds, you, if you're out there... And we're in... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just... It's basically a common sense thing, but we want you to know for sure that we're looking out for that area. Yeah. And because uh, there may not... There was a significant weather advisory issue, but, but those mm-hmm. don't get pushed to everybody's phones on, on the alerts sometimes on, that people get, you know, through the different apps. Exactly. So check in with us. Hopefully people will tag you in it. But yeah, those lake alerts get tons of shares, and 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 that's really cool. Yeah, and I'm glad you uh, mentioned that significant weather advisory because I wanted to go into a little bit of detail to explain to people. Uh, you know, they we keep getting messages. Is it going? You know, we're we going to have severe weather today. Well, it's it's kind of hard to tell because there's there's a varying degree of intensity. So so let's start at the very bottom. You've got a light shower. Okay. Yeah, I just want to go up on the scale here. And then above that you would have moderate rain and then you would have heavy rain and sometimes that would have lightning. Well, heavy rain and lightning is not severe. No, not at all. Uh winds little wind gust of 30 miles an hour is not severe. So and then even small hail like dimes or something is not severe. Although there's not a severe thunderstorm warning and people want to know severe, you could be getting hail cuz people freak out. Mm-hmm. And they start asking us if it's severe. The severe criteria is what they have scientifically, technologically figured out that would be a damaging threat, which would be hail one inch or greater. Just quarter size. Yeah, just quarter size. So if you get nickel size, that's still pretty big hail. But yeah. it's not considered severe. So You might get a few dings if from nickel size. Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just barely. I mean, that's the next one down. Dime size, yeah. Pea size, yeah. Or I wonder what kind of a an alert you would get for nickel sized hail of four feet deep. <laughs> four feet deep. Here, here in You'd Branson. probably be a significant weather advisory for about four hours, is what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that and when they issue the significant weather advisory, uh, SWAs or a special weather statement, SWS. They're kind of the same thing because sometimes you'll you'll see a special weather statement is out for blah, and then you read it and it's like significant weather advisory for, and that means 
that the thunderstorm is not severe, but it's got some teeth in it. Maybe 50 mile an hour gusts, so it Possible. could, you know, blow your that trash can over. That just tells us the National Weather Service is watching that storm. They're aware that you're getting hail and you're getting wind, mm-hmm. but it's Small hail. just yeah. under severe criteria. Yeah, yeah, maybe that nickel size hail or whatever. And mm-hmm. if you get it, but still, you know, that's up there on the scales. We're going up, up the thing. You know, lightning, uh, lightning is not a criteria for severe weather anything no lightning is just stay away from windows and don't be in the shower and right you know that that's just common sense don't use your landline phone yeah did we do we bust that myth before or did <laughs> well I, I, I remember we did we the did myth something thing. about it we need to do a whole podcast yeah. on weather myths if we can find enough to like really make it worthwhile and not be boring so i don't know yeah we used to do that a lot yeah, that used to be bring, the, we the, the weather few, myth at the end, but then, we, back. but then we, we kind of ran out. But yeah. you know what? The weather word of the week, there's millions of those. I was right. going <laughs> stay up, which is, which is really cool. Um, yeah, we're stuck in this pattern. Uh, and have you noticed on radar, the storms are going in a really weird direction? They're going Ooh, west or west. northwest. Yeah. Today was northwest, and that's because a big area of high pressure is sitting over like northern Missouri. And if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you would know that winds travel clockwise around a high-pressure system in the northern hemisphere. So if you picture the high up there in northern Missouri, the winds coming around that are coming down St. Louis going south, but then hitting southern Missouri going west and pulling up uh, wind from the south. And that was one of the big criteria that the National Weather Service was talking about, that that there's going to be a lot of moisture pulled in, and that's going to trigger some more activity. And it sure did. That that radar just lit within like 10 minutes. It was, it, <laughs> it was wild. Well, I looked, and he had posted <laughs> something about, you know, a cell down south in Arkansas, and it was just a little isolated yeah, little cell. Bitty one, yeah. And then I took a gander at the old radar, and it was like everywhere. I was like, whoa, have, what's going on here? Like in 10 minutes later. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, I got to kick into gear here. We got to, got to really hit this hard. And then all the lightning strikes. And I thought, okay. Well, we were, you know, we were alerted by the national weather. Not alerted, but we were told that there was a possibility of some microbursts today, which didn't really happen. But we did have a severe. Uh, you know, a microburst is. A bunch of air heading to the ground and spreading out, and you're going to get you know some some wind damage, isolated wind damage from yeah. that. Yeah. So, and that's a possibility with any of these pop ups during the during the you know July and August. Yeah, you, there's you, so you, much heat. You get those. Yeah, there's so much heat that's drawing all this moisture up, and then it cools, and it just it loses the down, it loses the updraft, and all of a sudden, boom, and just falls. And it looks really They're pretty. Cool. They're cool to look at. You, but... you know, you should YouTube. Go to YouTube and then uh, enter microburst and watch some of these videos. It's it's fascinating. I mean, some of them are kind of scary, but but to us weather guys, it's some people think it looks like a tornado, but it's not. No, to me, it looks just like a fist coming out of the clouds and yeah. hitting the ground and spreading out. Like when you when you make homemade bread, you know, after it rises, and you got to put that fist. Bam! Yeah. Right in the middle there, but but that's what's happening. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's what hap- That's what's happening about these afternoon poppers. That high pressure is bringing it all around. Now that high is going to kind of flatten out tomorrow, and there's actually a pretty decent chance of thunderstorms tomorrow. A bigger chance than we had today. Yeah, uh, national. Last, last we looked uh, tonight, National Weather Service is about a sixty percent, which is likely between three and four. Specifically, only three and four. Yeah, four fifteen. Well. Nah, Sunny. No. <laughs> I I think that's kind of kind of a brave guess, but well, because we don't know. I mean, a computer has something to do with pinpointing that time. Yeah, and I gotta say, you know, models last week have been performing just. Not really that great, mm-hmm. but the you know like one or two days out, they're actually pretty good. But you get along three days out, no, because if you remember Saturday, if you looked at the forecast grid, it didn't have rain at 
all for Branson all week long. And now like, oh, wait a minute, we're going to have stuff Monday. Oh, yeah, we're going to have stuff Tuesday. We have a 30 to 40% chance almost every day this week. Yeah, afternoon. And and that's just uh, the, 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 the popper variety. And there's no having. telling whether it's gonna, where it's going to occur. No. Because they're a popper and they can all random. do whatever they want to do. Yeah, at least they're moving. Not fast, but all well, the ones I've seen, you know, past couple when of days, you were gone, are they weren't moving. Today they were moving. Oh, it was a high pretty much overhead, and it was they were just well. Blowing that one up. in Cassville just didn't go anywhere. I mean, the, there was one See, over that's uh, insane. in Cherokee and Jasper County, and they actually said in the warning, "This this storm is stationary," and that's a bad thing. They when, said it was stationary. Yeah. yeah. That's rare that you'd see that. Usually it's like five miles an hour in this right. way. You know? It was stationary and. It just dumped a ton of rain. Oh man, and and because these storms are hefty rainmakers, they are uh, cycling pretty good. Because you know that severe thunderstorm warning came out at three forty-five to to four thirty or something, and about ten after four they dropped it. Yeah, well, I, it just they get up there and they start getting some teeth, and then they just bam, they rain themselves out. It's like okay, if, which is typical. If they were any slower today, they they would have had to issue some flash flood warnings. Oh, we had some yeah. ponding. I was on the way to the track today, taking a kid, and 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 I was hydroplaning. On I remember you were telling me that's where we issued the, the pond yeah. alert, mm-hmm. and then somebody somebody messaged back or commented back from Kimberling City. They didn't get anything. Wow, <laughs> which that makes sense. I mean, these are are isolated. Storms, isolated rainmaker, you know, and like you said, Cassville, what Cassville, and then in uh, Stone County and down in Arkansas, they were getting some really heavy rains mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, and that, well, I mean, that's that's going to be the ticket. It's going to be that uh, we're kind of stuck in this. I mean, highs are going to be around eighty, you know, eighty eight, ninety degrees. Lows are going to be in the upper sixties to around seventy. We got all this humidity in the air, and we're just that's what we're going to. That's what we're going to experience all this week, except tomorrow. There's a 60% chance tomorrow, so it's going to do that. We'll see. <laughs> well, we did the El, started the El Nino update last week, and um, <clears throat> probably we will... It says here, it's technically, the major update is every second Thursday of the month. But they did an interim update, and it hasn't changed. 66% chance of El Nino persisting through the summer of 19. And in the northern hemisphere, and a 50 to 55 percent chance of it continuing through fall and winter. Now that's a little lower, but that's higher than I thought. Well, we didn't have even. When did it form? Because it early fall and early winter. Oh gosh, they were talking about it forever, but it, it never would form. I mean, we we thought it would. And we th- it, well, it it's that delayed. degree. I mean, yeah. it's like one degree. It has to be one and a half degrees consistently for three months. So it would get up to there, and then it would fall back, and then get up. So it's kind of like, uh, so I think that's. I think in December. Well, November, December. I don't know. They pulled the trigger on an El Nino advisory, mm-hmm. which is means there's. One out there, so you know. Well, I mean, I wonder if one or... persists through fall and winter, if that would perhaps help our winter situation this winter. You mean like snow? A little bit more. I don't think it's ever going to snow here again. <laughs> I don't. I, I think we're done with snow. <laughs> I think it was a distant. It's going to be a distant memory, and you're going to talk to your grandkids about. What it used to be like when it snowed. Yeah, I'm talking to my I grandkids think we're now, done and <laughs> that's all there is to say about that. Yeah, but you know we need to keep talking like this because when we do, then all of a sudden we're going to get a mammoth 13 incher this this winter. Well, that'll happen. I just it has don't know to how happen. Yeah, far in the future that will happen, but it'll eventually happen. Oh yeah. Well, Nate, that's how nature does stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to, you know, I should look at that during the uh, weather school. But uh, we looked at July, and I'm curious what August fall. You know, if you look at August through November through December, January, the Climate Prediction Center has it above average. So, Interesting. Which, of course, there goes your, your snow <laughs> <laughs> on that. I just don't want a drought. No, I don't. No, I don't want a drought. I would rather have a little too much rain. We don't have a lot of 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 rain on the WPC seven day. Not a lot of organized 
storm. No. I mean, so that's like. Well, that's the key word, organized. Right. You know, we're going to get all these pop ups, but not everybody gets those. Exactly. So you could have drought, drought, drought over in Barry County and we're green over here or whatever, or vice versa. Exactly. So I, I it's just. It just helps when just I something, see yeah. know, that there's something on the horizon that could come through a front or something, and I'm not seeing that right now. No. And you know what's on the horizon also? What's that? If you look really hard, the tropics. Well, they're they're here. They're not on the horizon. Yeah. They're on the... Well, I mean, if you look on the they're horizon. on the western but... horizon if you... <laughs> Yeah, look really hard. Atlantic, there's not there's not anything going on. I mean, I'm kind of surprised there's not even a wave in the Atlantic. Yeah, you know, but it, it'll the, happen. Yeah, but the Pacific is really kicking in because Alvin, which we talked about last week, you know, was thinking about becoming a tropical depression, and you told me right before the podcast, Alvin became a hurricane, a category one, for very six, minor six hours for six hours, and then kind of. Went, went, you know, so, but on its heels, Barbara, we need to talk a little bit about Barbara, Mm. man, that thing is cranking. When I was preparing the update this afternoon, Barbara was a tropical storm, 70 mile an hour winds. Um, uh, oh, I changed it. Yeah. 70 mile an hour winds with a minimum pressure of about, uh, 991. And then this afternoon, Barbara became a hurricane with winds, uh, like four o'clock. They became winds of 85 miles an hour pressure drop, a seven millibar pressure drop in six hours. And I thought, holy moly, that thing is, is deepening. And then since we're starting late, I went and checked it again. That thing is a big hurricane. Uh, now it's not a major hurricane yet, but its winds are all the way up to a hundred miles an hour. Pressure has dropped four more millibars and is moving west at fifteen. So the and it's it's expected. Barbara is expected to be a major hurricane uh, tomorrow afternoon, and major means category three. Uh, How often do they update that? Uh, every six hours. Eight so, and two. So it gained fifteen miles an hour winds. In six hours, yeah, and dropped four millibars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's growing fast. Yeah, but that's, that's a that's, slow that's... one because from this morning to this afternoon, it dropped seven millibars. It went from nine ninety one to nine eighty three. Yeah, but that. then tonight it went from nine eighty three to nine seventy nine. But the point is, that's how. It's not the wind speed that we measure. It's the pressure. Uh, it's the pressure, and when that Which central... causes the wind. Uh, right. I mean, they, yeah, they work in tandem with each other. Uh, and it just, I mean, this thing is going to keep and dropping. And something that we're noticing a trend with all these tropical storms blowing up into a, a, a hurricane in, in just a matter of hours, uh, becoming a major like hurricane. Like Michael. Like Michael did. A couple hurricanes. I, I, I'm talking about in the Atlantic last year and not yeah. just the Pacific. But, but the, yeah, the I think Pacific. it's something that we're going to – it's a trend that's going to continue, I I have a feeling. Yeah, and that's uh, that's around the El Nino. I mean, it's south of Mexico, and it's going west. It's not really – it's just out there in the ocean. But that's kind of where the El Enso is, a little north of the Enso. And those waters are warmer, about a degree or a degree and a half centigrade, which is about 9 or 10 degrees warmer. Um, is that right? But seven degrees warmer, yeah. I assume they send the uh, hurricane hunter over that just as like they would if it was in the. Uh, oh, I, I'm sure. Yeah, we, we check on that I during the winter. I haven't heard much about it though. No, I mean I've just been checking the National Hurricane Center. I mean they they do have the Central Pacific, which is covers Hawaii, but they're not picking up on that. This is the Eastern Pacific that I, that. I'm looking at, but who knows? There could be. You remember Hurricane last year? Go everywhere. Yeah, they, they even go over us during severe weather. You don't know about it, but it does. Ooh, it's a secret. Well, you can track Hurricane Hunter. Yeah, if you know the the numbers, you can get online and track exactly where it is. And yeah, you know, if there's a Hurricane Hunter <laughs> flying over you, it's probably not a good day. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to do that at all. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a tropics update for you, and it's time to get to the weather school, which we said earlier in the podcast. It's all about dew point, what it means, how you can figure out 
what it is and how it makes you feel. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. It sure feels sticky outside. The dew point must be really high. The dew point is a measure to which air must be cooled to become saturated with water vapor. When further cooled, the airborne water vapor will condense to form liquid water, or dew. When air cools to its dew point through contact with a surface that is colder than the air, water will condense on the surface. When the temperature is below the freezing point of water, the dew point is called the frost point as frost is formed rather than dew. The measurement of dew point is relative to humidity. A higher dew point means there will be more moisture in the air. If all other factors influencing humidity remain constant, at ground level the relative humidity rises as the temperature falls. This is because less water vapor is needed to saturate the air, so water vapor condenses as the temperature falls. In normal conditions, the dew point temperature will not be greater than the air temperature because relative humidity cannot exceed 100%. In technical terms, the dew point is the temperature at which the water vapor in a sample of air condenses into liquid water at the same rate as which it evaporates. The condensed water is called dew when it forms on a solid surface, or frost if it freezes. The condensed water is called either fog or cloud, depending on its altitude, when it forms in the air. A high relative humidity implies that the dew point is closer to the current air temperature. A relative humidity of 100% indicates the dew point is equal to the current air temperature and that the air is maximally saturated with water. So let's talk about the difference between humidity and relative humidity. Relative humidity also measures water vapor, but relative to the temperature of the air. It is expressed as the amount of water vapor in the air as a percentage of the total amount that could be held at its current temperature. Warm air can hold far more moisture than cold air, meaning that the relative humidity of cold air would be far higher than warm air if their absolute humidity levels were equal. Relative humidity is cited in weather forecasts as it affects how we feel. High and low levels of relative humidity within the home can have adverse effects for the occupants as well as the dwelling itself. Hygiene, health, retention of value, aesthetics, and comfort are all areas which can be affected by a failure to maintain an optimal level of relative humidity. A pleasant indoor climate is essential for a sense of well-being in the home. Room humidity can have a major impact on the quality of living environment. A relative humidity of 40 to 60 percent is generally considered to be optimal for a comfortable and healthy home. Too much moisture can lead to mold and overheating, while too little causes dry eyes, chapped lips, and an environment in which bacteria and viruses can thrive. If the relative humidity is 100%, or meaning the dew point temperature and actual air temperature are the same, this does not necessarily mean that precipitation will occur. It simply means the air is holding the maximum amount of moisture it can at that temperature. Saturation may result in fog at the surface and clouds aloft which consist of tiny water droplets suspended in air. 
droplets grow through a process called collision coalescence, whereby droplets of varying sizes collide and fuse together. In thunderstorms, hail can also develop. Once the suspended precipitation particles grow to sufficient size, the air can no longer support their weight and precipitation falls to the ground. In humid climates, thunderstorms often cause heavier rain than general wintertime rainfall since moisture content in the air is typically higher in the spring and summer. And since air usually rises at a much more rapid rate within developing thunderstorms than in general winter systems. When the air temperature is high, the human body uses the evaporation process of sweat to cool down, with the cooling effect directly related to how fast the perspiration evaporates. The rate at which perspiration can evaporate depends on how much moisture is in the air and how much moisture the air can hold. If the air is already saturated with moisture, perspiration will not evaporate. The body's thermal regulation will produce perspiration in an effort to keep the body at its normal temperature even when the rate it is producing sweat exceeds the evaporation rate. So one can become coated with sweat on humid days even without generating additional body heat such as exercising. A good example would be this. If you are swimming and you get out of the water and you feel very cold, then that is a sign of a low humidity atmosphere. The water is quickly evaporating from your skin, therefore reducing your skin's surface temperature. This is the reason you sometimes feel cold even when the air temperature is close to 90 degrees. As I mentioned earlier, you can use the dew point temperature to gauge how it will probably feel outside. A dew point temperature of 55 degrees or less generally indicates a very pleasant atmosphere, even though the air temperature may be above 80. A dew point of 56 to 60 degrees is considered comfortable. 61 to 65 degrees, it might start feeling a little sticky outside. But when the dew point gets to 66 to 70 degrees, it's going to start feeling very uncomfortable. And when you get a dew point 71 to 75 degrees, it's almost oppressive outside. Kind of like one of those really hot dog days of summer. And a dew point above 76 feels just downright miserable. So when you hear us weather folks talk about the dew point and give the dew point temperature, then you'll know whether it will be a comfortable or a sweltering day. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you have all the information you need to know about dew point, how it makes you feel, and how sticky it is. I've always been a fan of dew points as a storm really? chaser. They That's make something. Me tingle. Yes, <laughs> if that dew point is high, you've got that possibility for some anything major over seventy stuff. in the spring is good. Yeah, yeah, and it, that cap can break. Well, and my favorite part of the whole thing is is uh, the analogy is if. When you get out of a pool, if the dew point is low, it feels cold because all that moisture is evaporating. Right. But when the dew point's high, you're still hot and wet. Yep. So my suggestion, just go into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time for the next segment, which is This Week in Weather History. And since this is the week of July 4th, we've got some interesting tidbits of July 4th weather history. So what you got over well, there? Let's go to the ultimate one first. Okay. You know, the Declaration of Independence was signed on July 4th, 1776 by Thomas Jefferson and a bunch of other founding fathers. Mm -hmm. uh, it was signed in Philadelphia. Well, little did I know, Thomas Jefferson went down to the Home Depot and purchased a thermometer. <laughs> the, the the Home Depot in 76? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
uh, purchased a thermometer from the local merchant, which maybe it was Lowe's. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Before signing the Declaration of Independence. So he wanted to record everything about what the temperature was and what time it was while they were signing it. According to his weather memorandum book, at 1 p.m., it was cloudy and 76 degrees. 76 degrees yeah. on July 4th, 1776. 1776. That's rather cool at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, because in 1911, it was totally different. They, but I found uh, record temperatures are set in the northeastern United States as a deadly heat wave hits the area that were going to kill 380 people in Nashua. New Hampshire, I think that's how you pronounce it. The mercury peaked at 106 degrees. Other high temperature records were set all over New England during an 11-day period. And that was in 1911. So I guess it did get kind of hot. And New Hampshire. That's way up there. Did they even get above 100 in New Hampshire? <laughs> well. Because you got the sea breezes going on all the time. And you got the Great Lakes to the west. Well, and Well, you get... Higher temperatures in the bigger cities, but not in New Hampshire. You know, you have the the asphalt effect or the whatever it's called. You know, when you the, the oh yeah 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 the big cities uh, up yeah. What did Gary call that? Uh, but yeah, like St. Louis. That so happens in New York. The buildings, City a lot. everything. Sure. Yeah, that, that retain that sun, that heat, and then that, so St. Louis downtown is like about but, eight to ten degrees hotter in New than Hampshire. Else. That's very warm for them. That that's very interesting. And I found some things from the St. Louis National Weather Service office in 1884, between the 3rd and the 4th. 1984. Yes, 1984. Between the 3rd and the 4th of July, a total of 5.05 inches of rain fell at Columbia, Missouri. Uh, This is the ninth greatest 24-hour total amount of precipitation for that location. Wow. Fascinating. In 1985, in Monroe County in Missouri, I'm not sure where that is. I've heard of it, but I... I Northeast. Yeah, I know it's Northeast. Hail, (coughs) measuring 4.5 inches in diameter, was produced by a severe thunderstorm. No, wait a minute. 4.5? That's softball size or greater. I think, yeah, in the softball four? Yeah. Holy cow. And that's not that long ago, in 85. Well, I don't know if you were born. I was definitely born. I was born, I was nine years old. Oh, you were nine years old. Oh, what are you old thing? You might know that. <laughs> well, and also in 2005, a multicellular storm became linear and moved across the central county warning area, which is basically St. Louis, uh, with the initial threat being large hail. The threat then changed to damaging winds. A tornado touchdown occurred, along with widespread wind damage and minor flooding. I wonder if that was that derecho. That sounds about that time frame. Well, it kind of sounds like it could have been. Yeah, 2005. Yeah, that's only 14 years ago. But that was from the um, St. Louis office. So there was a variety of weather going on. All over the the country well, and the world. Here in Branson and the Ozarks and over in Oklahoma, we've had many, many for the Independence Days that have been very hot and very dry in the past twenty years, where there have been burn bans in place. Right. We don't have to worry about that this year. See, no. when you get a burn ban in place, you it's hard to grill a burger and shoot fireworks for the kids. You just can't do it. Right. The fireworks shows are canceled. Well, we're, we've been wet enough this spring and the summer now that we don't have to worry about any burn bans so far. Oh, no way. Yeah, and especially if you're along, you know, the Mississippi and Missouri yeah, yeah. rivers. Sure. Well, I, I, do you know how the flooding's going down in Miami and Grove and around that area? Is it going down now? It's down. It's been down for a while. It, okay. It, it went down and then came back up one time. But uh, once it's, once it's, it takes, you know, seven or eight days to move through and, and move on down the lake system before it dumps into the Ar- Arkansas River. Arkansas just goes. Now, do you know if the Arkansas goes down to Louisiana or does it go right Arkansas into Arkansas goes uh, through Tulsa, Fort Smith, Little Rock, into the Mississippi. And right in Mississippi. From okay. Arkansas. 
Okay. Kind of like the Missouri River. That's why it's River. called the Arkansas River. Well, like the Missouri River goes through Nebraska and yeah. Yeah, and then in Missouri and then hits that. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So there you got a little bit of tidbit, weather tidbits about the 4th of July so you can impress your friends. Okay. It's time for the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week, Stormdar weather, weather word of the week is... An Arcus cloud. An Arcus cloud. Nice. So, what is an Arcus cloud? Well, an Arcus cloud is a low horizontal cloud formation. It usually appears as an accessory to a cumulonimbus. Roll clouds and shell clouds are two main types of Arcus, and we've seen a few of those lately. As, yes, especially. Remember, you remember the other day uh, when those that w- those waves of roll clouds went through? That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> I texted you. I, thought, I think I see a, a shelf cloud. <laughs> But uh, there, there was but, a, yeah. there, there were some decaying thunderstorms to our west moving into the area at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what am I seeing here? And you went out, and you couldn't see anything, and then you finally saw what I was seeing. And then it just kept coming and coming, and another one came after that, and another one came after that. It was pretty cool, like, actually. Like, within minutes. And it was rolling through pretty fast. It was go, It was trucking, man. Because I think I sent you, sent you pictures... In real time, because I saw it just over the hill, and within about 90 seconds later, it was like halfway to my house. Like, holy wow. crap. So I kept sending you pictures, and then about three minutes later, I said, it's overhead. But that, like you said, that was the one thing, and then here come another one, here come another one. I've never seen anything like that before. The little roll, roll I mean, it wasn't, it was tubular. We'll call it a tube cloud. Yeah. It was a it was a type of roll cloud. I mean, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and that thing, uh, I think the last time lapse that I posted, um, when was oh shoot, I remember, can't remember when that was, but it came over, and uh, it it was on the time lapse. It started out great, and then you know it came the black clouds came in. All of a sudden that. Came in before the lightning, that little shelf cloud. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a time lapse, so it came pretty fast. But that's a you know, little uh, example of a shelf cloud. And, and we've seen all the classics, and, and people just freak out. Yeah. People like, get them confused with wall clouds a lot. Right. Two totally different things. Yeah. A wall cloud is a vertical portion of rotating air that lowers before a tornado develops. And it's a lot lower. Just a uh, section yeah. of it's lowered. It's a very distinct lowering, and then you got to watch for rotation. So uh, shelf clouds and roll clouds will roll, mm-hmm. but they won't rotate. Exactly, they'll roll horizontally. Yeah, right. Which, and, is, which is scary looking. Oh yeah, it's cool. I mean, I I enjoy enjoy looking at it. One time I was in Tulsa, I was performing in the. Junkware International down there for uh, whatever a competition, and a roll cloud came through that morning, and it was the coolest roll cloud I've ever seen. It was so tight that it looked like a rope tornado stretched for miles. Oh man! As far as the eye could see, and it was rolling at a good thirty to forty miles an hour going across the sky oh, it was the man. coolest thing i'd ever i'd never seen a roll cloud before that was my very first roll cloud and i've never seen a cooler one than that before i would love to have seen that it was amazing wow they are fascinating it was just like a distinct you know how uh like a land spout or a water spout tornado how it's just a perfect spout Mm-hmm. That's exactly what was going across the sky. It was just a, but horizontally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But it was just the the tiniest of. Uh, How weird! It was the thin. Coolest. Yeah, it was very thin. It wasn't. Wow. Yeah, it was just amazing. Because I think something happened like that a few years ago here, where it went all the way across the sky. I mean, it was thicker. Uh, and people were freaking out, and people were calling NASA and stuff. It was like, "What is this? Aliens? I don't know." You know, but it wasn't. 
It wasn't aliens. They're they're kind of rare. They're kind of like Mamata's clouds are rare. Oh, we had a so, lot of those. This, I mean, that one day, man. the day you left to go to St. Louis, we had five hours worth of Mamata's clouds here in Branson, which is rare. Yeah, I mean, usually they come and go pretty quick. But but they were appearing all over the sky in different places throughout the day, and it was just the coolest thing ever. Well, I did see the pictures. I mean, we yeah. got tons of pictures. That one that you took of the pano, mm-hmm. oh my cool. goodness, yeah. From oh, what is it, Home Depot? Is that where you took it? I or? was in Best Buy. It Best Buy, just a whole wide on on the left, and you see the 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 anvil, and then you look over kind of towards the middle to the right, and here's all this mamatis. It was just and that was a severe wild. storm down. Uh, in the Harrison, Harrison area. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because I had a show. I had a show that afternoon. Well, we were watching an anvil on your way to work. Uh-huh. It was a beautiful anvil, and it just, uh, that was before the, the, the Mamata's clouds occurred pretty close to us, really. Uh-huh. I, I can imagine if it had been darker that it would have put on a great lightning show for us because it was pretty high up oh, in the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's something that we love watching is these nice little lightning shows. And and that uh, matter of fact, last night was it last night? Yeah. When did I get back? Two nights ago. No, Sunday night. <laughs> I'm. I tell you, this trip you got screwed back me up. Didn't you? This trip totally screwed me up. I mean, uh, driving six hours. I mean, I hope I'm sounding okay on the podcast, but oh yeah. Saturday night. That's what it was. Saturday night. It was uh, Jason was working on his van um, to get ready. His battery was dead, so it's like oh. trying to get the, the 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 hood open so they can. It was just a mess. But I looked to the north when I was up there, and there was a nice little lightning show going oh, on. That's cool. So I looked uh, looked, of course, at radar scope, uh, and it was way up way north of Carthage and wasn't really doing anything, but you can Mm -hmm. see it that far away. And that's what I love is seeing these distant storms when they're way up in the sky. And I could just sit there all night and look at stuff. A lot of people don't even realize what they're seeing when they say, Oh, look at these clouds. Well, you're looking at a distant thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. I, someone, we were in a parking lot somewhere and there was a, we were looking at a storm or the clouds from the storm. And that cloud, it was from a storm in uh, Mountain Home, Arkansas. It was that far away. Oh, wow. So, but people don't realize, because it doesn't look like a traditional storm that they're used to when it's storming here. Exactly. It, it's a storm from a distance. Oh, yeah. People ask what kind of cloud that is. Well, it's, it's a supercell. Well, and how about, speaking of that one in Mountain Home, I mean, I went to Sunfest. That was yesterday because I was so tired, just taking a nap, and I was so tired, and I thought, oh, well, that's a nice little cell. And I got to Sunfest, and there was a hot air balloon. And I went, oh, I got to get this. Yeah. (laughs) And you came over your house, basically? Well, I was out and about, and uh, I saw the little anvil before uh, I texted you. I see an anvil, and then you sent me back a picture of the... Same storm with a hot air balloon. I didn't see any hot air balloons. I was on the strip. Yeah. I didn't see any hot air balloons <laughs> at all. I was like, where's that hot air balloon? Well, about 15 minutes later, there's the hot air balloon. It was drifting closer and closer and closer to me. I was over in the Branson Hills area. Okay. And uh, ended up landing just right down the road from the wreckplex. You know, there's no rhyme or reason to where you can't really steer those things. Oh, yeah, they just kind of go. So I from what I understand, I, I did you see those pictures of someone posted... Of it uh, blowing up and taking off. Yes. It, it took off from Kirbyville uh-huh. and landed over there at the wreckplex. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I got, I got some poop pictures of it. You Home got Depot. some great. Did, did you zoom on that? Because it was just it was, really clear. It was right behind Home Depot. Oh, I, I, nice. I actually went behind the building there. So I was, I, I had a really, there, there was a bunch of people back there taking pictures of it. <laughs> you probably went back there. What y'all looking at? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a hot air balloon. It's cool. It was really neat. Oh, well, I mean, it was pre- pretty good weather for hot air balloons. Yeah. But I guess uh, to wrap this up, uh, you know, afternoon poppers, if you're out on the lake, we're not going to issue a lake alert every afternoon well, for... We, we might. You know, if it gets if it gets dicey and, you know, you really need to get off of that water, we will do there's that. There's a lot of people in town right now. It, it I, It's packed. It's the, the, it's the week packed. of the 4th. It's the week yeah. of the 4th. People are going to be at the lake. So we may be 
more apt to issue a lake alert since there's more people here for the fourth and more people on the water and more people camping. Exactly. If we get some poppers that come through on the fourth, we may. It's a possibility. Or even before the fourth. All any day this week, you can check our website. Yes. Starvedourweather.com. If, 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 if it's warranted and if we think it needs to be, we'll we'll, we'll post that lake alert. Yeah, and I'm looking at the uh, Branson forecast grid. It is now 11:20, and uh, it basically says tomorrow 60% chance of thunderstorms between two and three. So it's changed just a little bit. So it's backed up an hour. So mm. uh, bottom line, afternoon poppers, pretty good shot. Uh, Wednesday, 30% chance of afternoon poppers. Independence Day, high of 89 degrees. A 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny. So the poppers are just going to keep... Well, it makes me think for tomorrow that there must be some kind of a boundary in the area moving through or something. Yeah, i got to look at that. That's causing that to jump up to 60%. Yeah. that's not... Because that's likely. You you don't see that with regular poppers. No. You know, that's a low chance. Yeah, poppers are 30, maybe 40 type thing. 60% chance? Yeah, and I'm looking at Springfield now, and they are 50% chance, uh, mainly after two. So there's something coming through, a low-level jet or... or, or, Yeah, something's kicking in. Let me look at Joplin. Oh, Joplin, 30% maybe. So this must be... Focused more towards well, kind of like what today was really down. Let me check the border. Let me check Lebanon, thirty. Well, it must be right there along sixty-five. I mm-hmm. bet you that's what it is. We are the lucky ones. But bottom line, poppers are out there. If you're on the lake and you see threatening weather, please get off the lake. It will pass. Once it passes, go and enjoy your festivities. Uh, uh, most we will say that. These are what we call diurnally driven. What that means is diurnal means day, daytime, basically. Um, it's heating up the atmosphere. There's enough juice and everything in the atmosphere by 1 or 2 o'clock. All, the heat is going to rise all that moisture up. It's going to condense. That's going to give your poppers. But probably by 7, 8 o'clock, maybe 9 at the latest, all those things are going to disappear. So you're probably going to be really good after eight. Are you familiar with the uh, the rainmaker? Like yeah, the, like the uh, my wife and I were in the play, the yeah. rainmaker. Okay, and he would basically. I mean, it was a scam or sham or whatever, but he would basically shoot fireworks in the sky and in, in hopes that yeah, oh yeah, that yeah, it yeah. would uh, convince people that it would make it rain yes but it kind of reminds me of what kind of seeding the clouds is what he called it Uh and they kind of can do that now or they they say they can (laughs) you know cloud seeding it's it's interesting if you google it now it's a well we did our cloud seeding weather school maybe i'll be able to bring that up up next week but uh that's what (laughs) i always think with these uh fourth of july fireworks because one time it wasn't too far too many years ago Maybe two or three years ago, I was in Miami, and we were watching fireworks, uh, big, huge Fourth of July fireworks, right here, and then right ninety degrees to our, you know, west or east or whatever direction it was, was mm-hmm. was clouds of ground lightning. So oh, it was man. two different storms. I mean, two different shows. It was the coolest thing ever. Uh, but be careful, you know, Fourth of July, uh, because some of these have been. Heavy rainmakers, not just yeah. lightning and wind, but you got to be careful, especially if you're along a creek or a stream. Yes, if you are camping, out kayaking or canoeing. Yeah, kayaking. We're going to do that in August, but yeah, uh, canoeing, whatever. If you, you know, in some, in, you're, you probably won't get the, if you're next to a creek or a stream and you get a really heavy downpour, like at five or six o'clock, that's going to last for a while. That lake or stream may not rise until later that night. So even though it's over and you think you're fine, always watch the weather. Mm-hmm. Check us. We're always on it. Anytime we get like warnings, advisories, whatever, we are one of the first people to smack that to our, to our page. And we'll share it to the group. It'll be on our website, correct? 
Those yeah, those things pop in on our website instantly. Too. Instantly, yeah. So all you got to do if you're if you have a question about the weather and we're not available, which is rare, <laughs> you know, just go to our website stormdearweather.com. Oh my gosh, we talked about so much today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this this was a fun podcast. Yeah. So uh, next week <clears throat> we will have a special guest. I didn't tell you that. Uh, so we got to make sure and join in for that. So anyway, you got anything else for this podcast? Stay safe, stay hydrated, and stay dry. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And don't get burnt <laughs> from the 4th of July fireworks. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> that is important. Okay, let's wrap this thing up. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.